You're listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally. Hello, this is Brian Belsky, Chief Investment Strategist at BMO Capital Markets, here to discuss coronavirus positioning in the next bull market. We recently put forth three rational scenarios to cope with the irrational and unknown. There's no denying that a cyclical bear market has begun. Only two primary questions remain, duration and depth of the pain. At this point, another 10 to 20% downside is not out of the question, especially considering the growing number of disparaging forecasts and the crisis and confidence of governments. As such, we caution investors against seeking support levels, fiscal or monetary policies, let alone symbolic events or gestures like corporate buyouts, for instance, to foretell or solidify a traditional bottom or capitulation in the markets. Given the irrational and fear-laden nature of the current stock market, historical precedents and traditional bottoming signals carry little to no weight in our view. Instead, markets and society likely need to see less negative, meaning second derivative headlines, and actualities surrounding the coronavirus, COVID-19, to become reality before a bottoming price process is likely to ensure and ensue. What does this mean? It means we have to stop hearing about coronavirus every minute, and we have to stop uh, being irrational with respect to the fear and rhetoric surrounding that. We're not trying to belittle or minimize what's happening coronavirus. We do believe that investors are making emotional decisions based on what's happening to society and not using uh, analysis uh, and forward thinking in terms of fundamentals. Again, this too shall pass, and when it does, there's no reason to believe that U.S. stocks will not see similar daily upside moves relative to the exacerbating weakness of the past few weeks. While we acknowledge that history does not support such an explosive recovery, in other words, Markets sell off like an elevator, but recover like an escalator. There has been no precedent to the downside, and therefore we believe the same will hold true of the upside. Furthermore, while monetary and fiscal policy is unlikely to secure the market's bottom, there is no denying of the massive fuel both will provide the eventual recovery. Granted, akin to other bear market recoveries, any rebound will likely be hated, distrusted, mocked, and ridiculed. But all bear markets, no matter how severe or painful, eventually end and give way to new bull markets. While we are admittedly exposing ourselves to Pollyanna labels for our longer-term optimism and positive stance, we simply believe in the fundamental construct of U.S. companies and the wherewithal strength, perseverance, and innovation that has and will always define our society. The next bull market is coming one whose duration has yet to be determined, but whose first 12 to 18 months could see as much as a 40 to 50% recovery in prices. Yes, a 40 to 50% recovery. So what are the three scenarios we see for U.S. stocks? Number one, the COVID-19 case over the next one to three months minimum are really centered around defensive strategies with respect to equities and COVID-19-centric themes. Our base case for the U.S. market is for a very strong recovery over the next 12 months and how to define the next bull market. And then our third case in terms of scenarios for U.S. stocks is the secular case. 
the next three to five years, which we are dubbing another doubted bull. So what are the consequences uh, to these scenarios and how we're looking at the market right now? Well, we're transitioning our price and earnings targets for the S&P 500 to rolling 12-month targets. The first time in 30 years, uh, we are not having a traditional calendar year-end target as of right now, principally because there's not a lot of merit in our view to putting out these numbers until we see the bottom and recovery take shape. As such, we're suspending those year-end targets and transitioning those targets to rolling 12-month targets to be 3400 still on the S&P 500 in terms of price and $160 with respect to earnings. So the overview in terms of a bullet point bottom line on COVID-19 positioning is clearly this is the virus that killed the bull market and we're suspending our targets on a near-term basis. But in terms of positioning, defense and COVID-19 theme related, we preferred positioning in terms of U.S. portfolios with respect to sectors, a mix of defense, meaning overweight staples, REITs and utilities in COVID-19 virus related topical themes with respect and inside of healthcare, communication services, and technology. Consumer discretionary, why do we still like consumer discretionary? Well, our work shows that the sector has historically exhibited its best relative performance during recessions, i.e. coming out of what happened in 2008-2009. So on a sector-by-sector basis, with respect to our coronavirus COVID-19 theme-related way of looking at the market the next one to three months. For communication services, we want you to be overweight that sector. Why? We're at home streaming content and accessing our internet and wireless and on all devices within consumer discretionary, online sales have become a necessity while essential supplies are increasingly mandatory. And consumer staples, discretionary staples, uh, those big box retailers and the hypermarkets, food and household products are defining the hoarding. In energy, we want you to be very careful. We're underweight that sector on yield only. Financials for the near term on a COVID-19 basis for the next one to three months, underweight, yield and essential big institutions only. We're overweight healthcare in this scenario. Uh, defense and yield uh, are obviously important in healthcare, but two, biotechs and pharma are on the race for the cure, and instruments and devices within healthcare will help deliver that cure. And industrials underweight, again, in this COVID 19 theme only. Defense and yield are important. Freight companies are going to continue to be very important, and waste management companies as well, uh, as freight continues to deliver the online goods. We're more neutral technology in this COVID-19 theme-related way of looking at things. We're home streaming content and accessing our internet, so we want to focus on those companies that do that. In terms of materials, they're not a necessity. We're underweight that in U.S. portfolios, again, in this COVID-19 construct. Uh, we are overweight both real estate and utilities, uh, mostly because of the yield, but also the cash flow. And remember, too, utilities are a necessity. Those weightings are not our overall base case weightings. These weightings within portfolios are specifically for COVID theme oriented portfolios for the next one to three months. Again, over the next 12 months, we see a massive recovery. That's our bottom line for our time frame for the next 12 months in terms of our base case portfolios. Prepare for the recovery because it is coming 
with a vengeance. The U.S. remains the home, we believe, for stability and consistency. The strength of the U.S. economy remains the consumer. Focus on what they are buying. Consumer discretionary, communication services, and technology. Consumer discretionary, especially in online retail and select lifestyle themes. While a cyclical rebound will likely be powerful, quality measures such as operating performance and earning stability should be a primary area of focus within areas like industrials, energy, and materials. Lower interest rates will undoubtedly help REITs and utilities while forcing positions within financials to be more concentrated, especially within the big players. That leaves us overweight communication services, overweight consumer discretionary, again, with a focus in communication services on what we like to call the three C's, content, cash, and cannibalism. Wireless and communications are becoming increasingly necessities. Consumer discretionary online shopping is safe, and so too is casual wear as we work at home, so luxury, uh, more lifestyle. Within consumer staples, from a longer-term perspective, again, our base case is to be underweight. We prefer the big discretionary retail areas within staples. In energy, we are neutral, focus on yield and cash flow. In financials, we are neutral, focus on the multi-divisional players. The biggest of the big are the best position. In healthcare, longer-term, our base case is to be market weight. Biotech, pharma, and medical devices are more important than ever. In industrials, more neutral as well. Industrials will benefit from a cyclical recovery, but stick with high quality. In tech in our base case will will be overweight consumer driven cash flow and innovators where you should focus your positions wireless and broadband budgets to explode in terms of materials more neutral as well stay diversified rebound for metals is coming but focus on quality real estate we are going to be overweight especially with respect to the strong yield and, and cash flow utilities more neutral in our base case as yield and stability to the dividend will be important what's our third scenario over the very long term the next three to five years here comes another hated and distrusted bull market near zero interest rates take away much of the fixed income competition in our view while the fiscal and monetary gas should help ignite corporate growth and investment while it is too early to discern the duration of the bull as there will be some Surprise leaders in new industries that prosper. Relenting fear of the next black swan will only help stocks climb the wall of worry. As a result, U.S. stocks could once again settle into their traditional annualized return during the initial stages of a bull market that equates to 13 to 15 percent. Undoubtedly, the stock market will face fundamental resistance in the form of government and corporate debt, the future path of interest rates, global synchronized growth and commodity pressures to name a few. However, this is the natural progression of all stock market cycles. When fear and resistance are at their highest during bear markets, it is typically a signal that a new bull market is just around the corner within the U.S. Thank you for listening. We hope that our work is helping you. Please reach out if you'd like to talk or hear about other potential podcasts. This is Brian Belsky, Chief Investment Strategist at BMO Capital Markets. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Intune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Intune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.
access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.
Here are Dr. John White's conclusions with respect to the major topics covered in this week's call. As of March 23rd, there are 351,000 cases of coronavirus globally and 15,000 deaths. In the U.S. alone, there are 34,000 cases and 414 deaths. Clearly, these numbers are going to be changing as time goes on. Nearly half of the U.S. states uh, and U.S. cases, I'm sorry, are in New York State. While COVID-19 in younger people, meaning early 20s to late 40s, do exist, it is important to note that the majority of deaths are people in their 80s. Also, more than 80% of people who get COVID-19 are surviving, and 95% of the people that have contracted the virus have only mild symptoms, which last about two weeks. In the last week alone, Dr. White has spoken to specialists in public health and government and shared the following insights during the call. In terms of testing, there have been over 254,000 tests administered, which is a significant increase from the 28,000 just a week earlier, mainly attributed to the inclusion of the private sector in testing. Note this figure does not include local clinics and hospitals in our purely community-based testing. Not surprisingly, there's a steep rise in the number of new cases, which of course was expected. This does not mean the situation is getting worse because we know there is a community spread and still less than 10% of all people being tested positive. In terms of mitigation strategies, many states, including New York and New Jersey, have shelter-in-place orders following President Trump's March 16th guidelines on limiting gatherings and closing schools. New guidelines are expected to be announced on March 31st from the federal level. Dr. White expects that there will be an increased focus on risk-based stratification in terms of mitigation strategy going forward. This means the absolute measures such as closing schools may not apply to all and there could be refinement on how to practice social distancing. Important to note that the U.S. is different from Italy, which has a significantly older population with higher smoking and obesity rates. Italy also started mitigation much later. It is not an apples-to-apples comparison. A number of existing drugs, which are used to treat lupus, Ebola, are actually being discussed as potential treatments, but they are still very early in the stages in terms of studying these and need more data and more time through clinical trials. Lastly, there is reason to be optimistic as we are using the right public health strategy in terms of social distancing, preventing surge capacity, vaccine development, therapeutic intervention, and good hygiene. Please reach out to us if you'd like to hear further topics in terms of these podcasts. Thank you for joining us. Be well and be safe.